Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. Today is Friday, November the 30th. Friday, within the Liberal, the Liberal Cube, which we are in, if you are listening to this, you're in the Liberal Cube. You didn't know that, did you? Well, know it. Know this. Uh, within the Liberal Cube is Fra Internet Day. One of my, uh, what's turning out to be one of my favorite of all podcast days, Fra Internet Day. Just because there is a lot of shit on the internets, and I sift through it and bring some cool shit back to you and chuck it in your ear holes. Today's sponsor is Princess Penelope's Pimento Poultice. Once again, that is Princess Penelope's Pimento Poultice. Are you on the market for a new poultice? Do you know what a poultice is? Well, stop on by to Princess Penelope's Pimento Poultice Playground and pick yourself up a bat and enjoy a smooth, refreshing poultice with pimentos from Princess Penelope. Alright, now that we got uh, the business out of the way, gotta make some money, right? Let's uh, talk about things from the front internet. The first thing I want to talk about, which I actually don't know if we've mentioned before, <coughs> not that, is a is a podcast by the name of Penn's Sunday School. Penn uh, Mr. Penn Gillette, you may know as the uh, tall half of the magical duo Penn and Teller. If you Google Penn and Teller, I can almost guarantee you will at the very least recognize the two of them, because they are uh, pretty unique looking, <laughs> you could say. Teller is, of course, the one who does not talk, and Penn is the one who does talk and is sort of a giant. I think he's seven foot something. So uh, it's kind of uh, interesting how I came about watching, or watching, listening to this podcast. Uh, Penn and Teller I had known of, I guess you would say, for many years. And um, when the missus and I went on our honeymoon in Las Vegas, we decided we wanted to see Asheville. We were just going to see one. The only one that I really wanted to see was this one. So, we went and saw it. It was amazing. Probably one of the highlights of the trip. Uh, that and the gun the gun store was cool, too. Got to shoot a gun. Which, for a Canadian, is not always a uh, everyday occurrence, that's for sure. I saw a show, and then, because I liked it so much, I kind of... Uh, kept an eye out for him, I guess you would say, a little bit more than I had before, and then I learned that uh, he was a big uh, atheist, which may surprise people who actually do know him, because that's one of his sort of biggest uh, attributes, I guess you would say, is that he's just a huge uh, atheist dude, 
a big, big uh, backer of atheism in general, and uh, that made me love him even more. <laughs> so then uh, he was on the Celebrity Apprentice. The first time I had ever watched it uh, was the last one that he was on. I watched it because he was on, and one of my favorite podcasters, Mr. Adam Carolla, was also on. That's really the two main reasons that I decided to actually watch that show, which I had never had any desire to watch before, and I'm glad I did, because it, uh, it was good, it was interesting, definitely different from shows I would normally watch. And uh, then Mr. Uh, Adam Carolla had uh, Mr. Penn Gillette on his podcast, and apparently it sort of developed into a relationship in which... Now, Adam Carolla has a podcast network in which Pendulette has a podcast. So, I like that. Very, uh, very sort of friendly podcast folk, as we've talked about before. People on podcasts, they'll, they'll always be friends with one another, it seems. There's never that sort of rivalry you see with other uh, folk. Okay, I have to stop and get gas. Oh, God. God. Oh, it's packed. Ooh, girl with a nice bum. Back in a jiffy. On the road again. The road again. Okay, so what were we talking about? Penn Sunday School. Yes, yes, yes. I think I described how I came upon it. An interesting set of circumstances. And uh, he's only been... From the sounds of it, he actually has did this podcast or a version of it on the radio a while back. And he's sort of back at it again. Uh, just for the last couple of months, I guess it's been. As you can guess by my description of him being a huge atheist and the title Penn Sunday School, a lot of the focus is going to be on atheism and pointing out the stupidities of religion. <laughs> so, big fan of that. I find uh, some of my favorite comedians quite often delve into that because uh, on the one side it's pretty easy to do. <laughs> But just because it is an easy thing to do doesn't mean it's not funny, making fun of religion, that is. Or something he brought up in the in the episode I just listened to this last week, this week, doesn't matter. He talked about uh, one thing he sort of envies of religious people is how sort of, uh, I don't know if it's an assumption on his part, but that they will every day sort of stop and reflect on their religion and what it means to them as existing on this earth. Eh, that's, a, that's a good way to put it, I think. Might not be exactly what he said, but I like it. Uh, and he envies that because being not religious, he's never going to sort of stop and ponder in that sort of way. So he just came out with a book that's called uh, Every Day is an Atheist Holiday in which uh, one of the aspects he sort of mentioned that is in this book is that he thinks atheists should do the same. <laughs> How do they do the same? Just every day, sort of stop and think about what it means to be here on this earth, not from a religious point of view, no, 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 from more of a, a scientific, even f philosophical point of view. So I like that. It, uh, made me feel, made me feel good. I'm sure we will probably 
get uh, more into his episodes since there's one a week and I listen to it every week and I always like them. So I'll try to bring back more than just that sort of tip of the iceberg from that episode. Moving on, the next thing from the front internet that I watch. We'll call it a web series. See, I always have trouble with these things on the internet. Is it a web series? Is it just a series of videos uh, all about the same subject? What, what do you call it? Let's just friggin' say right now, we'll stick with web series, alright? Alright. A web series called Just Cause. And that's uh, cause spelled C-O-S, as in cosplay. If you are unfamiliar with cosplay, what you could do to give you an idea is, well, watch this, that will give you some idea. But an even sort of simpler, simpler way would be just to go to Google Images and type in cosplay. <laughs> And look at the pretty, pretty pictures. It's basically people dressing up, not like Halloween dressing up, usually or often dressing up as, say, people from from anime or people from a video game. Or it's more, I always feel, kind of people who dress up as nerdy things as opposed to, like, if you were to go dress up as uh, a witch for Halloween, I wouldn't consider that cosplay. It's got to be something something a little nerdier, like go as Doctor Who is a perfect example. Anyways, uh, this web series is hosted by Miss Chloe Dykstra, strange last name, very, very hot girl, who I do believe uh, is the uh, current GF girlfriend of my uh, favorite internet personality, Mr. Chris Hardwick, who, of course, as you have if you have listened to any Fra Internet Day on this podcast, I don't think we've gotten one without talking about him. So, why should we change that? Let's talk about his girlfriend now. Smoking hot and nerdy. Jesus Christ, lucky bastard. Uh, so this particular episode uh, took place at... Oh, I didn't write down where it took place. She'll usually uh, travel around to different... Uh, Expos like uh, Comic Con or uh, Dragon Con, fan uh, not fan expo, just sort of uh, things of that nature, and talk to people who are dressed up. In this one, it was uh, mostly all it was focused on Star Wars people dressed as Star Wars people. Actually, this one uh, people dressed as Star Wars people and people with tattoos of Star Trek related stuff. So, despite uh, being uh, Star Wars over Star Trek, sorry, (laughs) strike that, reverse it, despite being a Star Trek over Star Wars guy, I I still enjoyed it. It kind of uh, reminded me of my, of how I came across uh, cosplay, I guess you would say. We talked about how I came across Penn Sunday School, how about how I came upon a cosplay. I always knew what it was, but my first sort of actual in-real-life exposure to it was at a Fan Expo last year, 2012, in Toronto. If you are unfamiliar with Fan Expo, it's got your your comics, your sci-fi, your horror, uh, celebrity guests. I think it's like a lot of these expos, from what I can gather. People come and cosplay. It's uh, it's where you basically... It's the first time I had ever done anything like that. 
and it was basically my first chance to, uh, as I describe, rock out with my nerd cock out, because uh, I think I mentioned in an episode this week that despite having friends who I care very much for and do not get to see enough and miss and love, uh, they are not what I would call nerdy, definitely not to my degree. Sometimes that's tough to be the only nerd in a group of people and not be able to rock out with my nerd caco. So this podcast is helping me just pour that kind of shit out of my head uh, and don't let it brew in there. And uh, so was my experience at Fan Expo last year. A, uh, a really good idea for you to see what, what that experience sort of entailed is to go to my website, Nerd Kane Adventures, in which you can see uh, what I did at Fan Expo. Basically, what I did was I got a cane, like a walking type cane, kind of a weird looking one, and had uh, famous people, famous nerdy people sign it, and also people dressed in cosplay hold it as I took pictures of them. And then turned it into kind of like a picture book adventure as if this inanimate object cane was sort of journeying to Fan Expo. So, check that out. Let me know what you think of that. Always, as always, uh, the email address I can be reached at is provided at the end of the shoe. Let's get in, uh, hopefully one more thing before uh, we get to work. It is a web series. See, this one's a little easier to call a web series. I think, you know what, I think maybe why, because this is scripted, it's called uh, Space Janitors, maybe maybe that's where sort of the distinction is for me, uh, I don't know if this is a true distinction, but if something is scripted, it seems to me to be easier to call a web series as opposed to just sort of a series of weekly posted videos. Does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, space Janitors is actually on the same YouTube channel as... Oh, no, no. Space Janitors is on the YouTube channel Geek and Sundry. Just Cause is on the YouTube channel Nerdist, which uh, are all sort of... It's, it's almost you could combine these two YouTube channels into one, and they're very similar and awesome, and probably the greatest thing to happen to YouTube since its inception. Oh my god, I, I just said that, yes. And that's 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 counting everything to do with cats on there. So Space Janitors is, once again, that uh, sort of Star Wars related. It's as if these janitors are janitors on sort of the Death Star, or one of the big Star Wars ships within the Star Wars ship armada. Alright? And, as you can guess, it's a comedy. Uh, this is, I've only watched two episodes so far, and it's okay. It's got kind of a Red Dwarf vibe, which which is a good sign, but not as good. <laughs> not as good as Red Dwarf. One thing that it, it makes me think is that today, so far, on the podcast, we've talked about three things, two of them Star Wars related, uh, on some sort of level Star Wars related, which uh, makes me jealous. As I say, I am a Star Trek guy over a Star Wars guy, but uh, I am not jealous of the actual movie Star Wars, because I don't think it's as good, but I am jealous 
of all the sort of other shit Star Wars gets <laughs> that sometimes Star Trek does not. For example, a web series called Space Janitors. Why couldn't that be uh, on Star Trek? Or whenever I'm uh, surfing the weeb looking for funny shit, the, uh, the funny Star Wars shit is quite often more prevalent than the Star Trek shit. Uh, there's more Star Wars related sort of paraphernalia out there than there is Star Wars. So they seem to get all the cool shit despite Star Trek being better. Which does not make sense to me. That's going to anger a lot of people. So that's a good spot to, uh, to ender for the half day. Ender for the morning. We're going to go in. We're going to do eight hours of work on a Friday. <laughs> but then we have a long weekend. Uh, you can expect, I can almost guarantee, uh, on a Friday of a long weekend, there will be a primal scream on the drive home. So, look forward to that. Again, not with bated breath, because I don't, I don't need that. Just, just regular breath is fine. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Friday drive home. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Whew. That, uh, we're going to count that as our uh, Friday drive home primal scream. That was a slight tinge of insanity just kind of leaked, leaked through on that one. Uh, it is cold when I went out to my car there was a white powdery substance on it um, I don't like it no sir the cold I don't mind it's the white substance that shall not be named at least until the month of December <laughs> okay so a lot to cover on our drive home on a Friday which is the case every time so far, so if you like to hear me try to rush through many, many things on a fra-internet day drive home, go back and listen to some of those, because it seems to be the case every time. We left off, uh, I think, if I do recall, talking a little bit about my jealousy of all the Star Wars shit out there, excluding, of course, the actual movies. Next... We have, ah, another, uh, I think I, we talked about this last week, another, this is another V sauce. That's the letter V, followed by the word sauce. Cold. Oh, so cold. He is a bearded gentleman with glasses who has a, not a forehead, but a five head, much like myself. So, maybe that's why I... I'm a fan of these videos. Also, good, is that he is very, very informative about very, very interesting subjects. The subject of this particular video I watched 
they all have sort of catchy grab your grab your brain titles. Uh, this one was "Will We Run Out of Music?" What? How? How does that? That doesn't make sense. How do we run out of music? Uh, I don't know what impression that is. It's someone who saw that and said, "What? What does that mean?" But I guess. Basically, the sort of theory behind that, which is not one I ever heard before, is that because there are only so many notes with which the human ear can register, there are only so many combinations of said notes um, that can be arranged differently into songs. So, that's just basic math there. Now, one thing that they threw out right at the bat, I think, was that this is not saying that a song could be like a thousand years old. Every variation of a thousand-year-old song, that, that they're not counting that. They're counting, I think they did like three-minute or five-minute, I can't remember. Or maybe they went even longer than that, actually. I, I don't remember the time frame that they sort of used but it's not, you know, a thousand-year-old, a thousand-year-long song. It was something more reasonable than that. So they have that number, the length of the song. Then they have the amount of notes which the human ear can register. And then they had, uh, what other variables do you have there? How those notes can be arranged, I guess, and the different, and all the ways in which they can be arranged, which... Something uh, I always found interesting with music and math is that they are quite often sort of intertwined. There was even... Uh, it always comes back to Star Trek, doesn't it? There was an episode I remember of Star Trek Voyager in which the Doctor, otherwise known as the Doctor, was uh, singing for these group of aliens who really, really appreciated his singing because this was a race that had never heard uh, singing before, uh, and the race was sort of really big, <laughs> really big, kind of a dumb way to say it, but, uh, like, the whole race was basically, like, mathematicians, and the reason that they were such fans of him singing is because they could almost, it felt like they could see the, the math in the music. You feel me? It makes sense, trust me. Trust me on that. If you trust me on anything, trust me on the fact that math and music are intertwined. Uh, also, trust me when I say listen to more episodes, you will enjoy them. Just those two things. So, uh, the sort of conclusion was that the potential is there that we could run out of music, but it is so kind of highly improbable to happen that it's, it would not actually happen. And he also pointed out that notes arranged in ways are pleasant to the human ear, whereas just a sort of random jumble of notes, sort of a sort of a discord with the human ear. So that would not probably be counted as music, I think was what he said about that. Okay, so next. Uh, next is a uh, another classic subject on this podcast. Uh, of course, we've only done about a month's worth of them, but you can have a classic if you've talked about it a bunch of times. It is from the YouTube channel Geek and Sundry, Miss Felicia Day's vlog, which she uses as a sort of uh, cutesy name for her video weblog, which are normally called 
vlogs with a V. She spells it flogs with an F because her name is Felicia. You feel it? I feel it. I wouldn't mind feeling her, actually. <laughs> Sexy old. Speaking of feeling girls, uh, the guest host was her one of the stars of her web series, The Guild, uh, Miss Amy Akuda, who plays on the web series The Guild. She plays Tink, this sort of uh, acerbic, bitchy, Asian, uh, little sex pot, uh, uses men to do her bidding girl. <laughs> How about that for a description? It makes sense. I, I'm fairly certain it does. She uh, guest hosted, which they've actually had a couple of... I can't remember actually if she's the second or the third person from the web series, the guild, hosting the web series, <laughs> the flog, daily video web blog. She did very good. I enjoyed it very much. She's uh, She was very funny. I wonder if it was just well written or if she kind of uh, came in there with her own personality and and funnied it up for us, because it was was very good. Uh, What did she talk about? Oh, okay, well, uh, her, she did kind of her own thing for most of the segment, but then her and Felicia went out to do a little, uh, a little pottery, little, the movie Ghost with Patrick uh, Swayze-style pottery. They didn't, I was disappointed, do the whole wrap their legs around one another while potting, but, uh, of course, whenever funny people, or I think anyone, does pottery with one of those spinny wheel things, the movie Ghost is inevitable, inevitably, the movie Ghost will inevitably come up. Will it not? It's, a. Uh, it's again, it's one of those things that if it is not a law, it should be. So, uh, comedy ensued. Let's uh, let's leave that behind and move on to move on to a TED talk. We have talked about TED talks here before, haven't we? They are educationally type videos. They are basically recordings of conferences where I'm, I'm kind of curious about how this got set up. It's basically it seems that it's conferences held around the world in various locations in which very smart, nerdy, genius-type people get together and talk about smart, nerdy, genius-type stuff of the, the range, the sheer range of subjects they talk about is mind-boggling, so it's not like it's just physicists getting together to talk about physics, it's, it's everything. The one I watched on the weekend was, uh, basically, it seemed as if when I read the title, I thought, did they, did they make this Ted talk specifically for me? Is is that what they've done? Because it was called Your Brain on Video Games. What? I have talked very, very much about my brain, (laughs) uh, your brain, and video games. (laughs) So, that's pretty crazy. I thought, actually, about talking even about this video on video games day yesterday. But uh, since I had a new game and a lot to talk about, I saved it for today. I like how sometimes things like that could easily fit in both categories, because it gives me a little little leeway. And who doesn't love leeway? You know what? If I had, uh, if my last name was Way, I'd name my kid Lee. 
just because they'd be leeway and everyone would love them. Uh, okay, so yes, yes, <laughs> tangent, tangent. Uh, your brain on video games. It was a girl with a funny accent <laughs> doing the, I think she was, uh, see, no, I can't remember, uh, Norwegian, maybe? Swedish, possibly? I, I may be way off, actually. So ignore me saying the accent part. She was not just some Joe Blow off the street. She had been doing serious uh, studies involving uh, sort of your brain while playing video games and what happens, uh, the effects while it's happening, which uh, I think they did as you do with uh, MRIs. Ooh, do I know what that stands for? Uh, magnetic resonance imaging. So uh, they will record what your brain is doing while you are playing video games. That's, that's sort of one way. But the other way that I actually found kind of even more interesting was they would give people a test. Uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was a, was it an IQ test? Let's just say for the sake of argument, it was an IQ test. I think it was something else, though. Uh, oh, God. I, I don't like it when I can't uh, tell you exactly. So what I want you to do is go uh, look after this to uh, look for the TED Talk on your brain on video games to get exactly what it is. But we're going to just say here, an IQ test. So they would have people come in, do the IQ test, and then play the play video games. And then after the video game, they would do better on the IQ test, as opposed to the people who did not play video games. So that was sort of like the uh, the control group, the people who didn't who came in, didn't play video games, and then did it again. Now, it's interesting, yes, definitely interesting that they did better after playing the video game, but what I think was even more interesting is that this sort of higher... Oh, I remembered what it was. It was spatial acuity. So this sort of higher spatial acuity would last five months later. They would still be better than the people who didn't play video games. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't sort of gone right away, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. Basically, sort of one of her underlying things... Well, not underlying things, but something she pointed out is that someone who sort of binges on anything, video games included, is not doing their brain a service, but someone who plays a couple hours a day, or an hour a day, I think she said, is going to be basically improving their brain. So, take that, people who say don't play video games. Next story! Next! So, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is a podcast. It was, how did this get made? I don't think we've got too in-depth on this podcast. What it is, is they will watch a usually bad movie. Sometimes bad, just bad movie. Sometimes a bad, good movie. And then they will uh, basically kind of tear the shit out of it. This episode uh, was sort of near and dear to my heart because it was uh, featuring Mr. Doug Benson as a special guest. Doug Benson, I know we've talked about, has his own podcast, Doug Loves Movies. So this is nice because it shows that sort of intermingling of podcast folk that I so love. They talked about uh, a movie that I will never see, <laughs> uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part de, de, as you know, is two in French. So I uh, it greatly appealed to me uh, because 
I would never see this movie, so now, in order to make fun of this movie, I uh, have all the ammunition I need. So, good on that. Okay, let's quickly, we're getting near home, so I want to do the last two, uh, two items quickly. One is, uh, this wouldn't be a fra- internet day if we didn't talk about the Nerdist podcast. Chris Hardwick got a really, really good guest pull in a Mr. Mel Friggin' Brooks. Jesus Christ. So imagine you are a comedian and get to interview for an hour and 40 minutes one of comedy's greatest icons. That is awesome. Period. It was an amazing interview. Mel Brooks had a lot of funny shit to say. It's amazing that he's, what is he, 90, 80, 80, almost 90, and still friggin' had the, uh, had Chris and Matt and Jonah in stitches many times throughout the interview. I uh, highly, highly, very much recommend listening to that. Mel's got a lot of great stories about the biz and uh, his movies. So if you are a Mel fan whatsoever, go on over and listen to that. Lastly, is a something I added today, actually. Uh, just before I, I left work, I was listening to another episode of The Nerdist. I don't talk about every single episode here, and I was not actually planning on uh, talking about this one. It just, uh, it's so, uh, it was so interesting. Uh, I try not to use the word interesting as much as I do, but it was interesting, so fuck you. It's, it, it, Chris sat down one-on-one with a uh, Maria Bamford, who is a comedian, standing-up comedian, who I recognized. I've, I've heard her do stand-up before. She's got kind of a very uh, squeaky, cartoony voice. Probably, if you ever watch stand-up at all, you've probably seen her. If you uh, Google her, get a look at her mug. Anyways, uh, the reason, the only reason that I kind of bring it up is that she really sort of uh, got personal, which is something that I like about these sort of long-form interviews, where it's not just a five-minute, hi, how are you doing, what movies you got coming out. It's where, like in a case like this, two people who are friends and haven't really sat down for a while really talk and shoot the shit about their lives. And she got in a lot about uh, how uh, she had contemplated suicide and uh, was hospitalized and and uh, kind of things like that, where her head was at, where she is now, how she's uh, worked herself out of that, her sort of family history of depression and manic depression and stuff like that. And, uh, it really blew my mind. Um, when I decided to start doing this podcast, one of the things I kind of thought about was, do I want to just go sort of full bore and say absolutely everything, uh, no censoring myself whatsoever? And I decided against that <laughs> because I think I would only ever do something like that if I was one of these guys who's doing it for a living, whereas I am have a job and <laughs> uh, f- friends and family that I probably don't want to know every single thing about my life. So I was very impressed that she did this and kind of uh, listening to her talk about the sort of trials and tribulations she had gone through with this uh, disease we'll call uh, depression, manic depression, what have you, really, uh, well... <laughs> I'll just say it, it it was like listening to my life story, because I went through a sort of 
similar uh, experience uh, years years back. So her talking about it uh, really moved me, I guess you would say. So we really brought it down there for the end of the show, didn't we? I was tempted not to say anything whatsoever, but hey, there's just a little, a little personal-licity. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed that Friday day. I am at home, and not only am I at home, I am at home on the Friday of a long weekend. <laughs> I'm so happy. Ah, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper